Welcome. You're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Download that and get that every Wednesday morning. Uh, 7 a.m. is when you get those. And also share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Also, please rate and review or both on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you trying to get better like us. And visit leadinghope.online. Get updates. Find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, today is 216. 216. 216. Shout out to Cleveland. Oh, it's Cleveland. Hey, <laughs> welcome, Cleveland. So, to welcome show. 216 Cleveland, 215 Philadelphia, 214 Dallas, 213 LA, and 212 Manhattan as well. Man, yeah, that is incredible that you remembered all those. Welcome what's, to uh, the Leading Hope Podcast. What's where we want to We want to help you become <laughs> a joking. better I'm leader. Joking. I'm just joking. And, or 210 or 211. And. Where we are going to teach you slowly about the area codes. codes. Oh, 210 is San Antonio. How about that? All right. Listen, this is 216. <laughs> You're trying to move on. We You're are, like, let's be done. We are moving on. 216. Now, this is an interesting title, and I'm sure you're going to tell us why you chose this, but I am very intrigued. You've titled this Architects and Archaeologists. Sorry, can we pause real quick? Yeah. 208 is the entire state of Idaho. <laughs> really? Yeah. The potato has its own area. <laughs> My code. goodness, she's like, if I'm from what part? All of it. <laughs> yeah. Bismarck. Uh, what is it? Two hundred nine. Is that two hundred eight? Two hundred eight. I'm gonna start. Is Bismarck, my kids. Idaho? You guys want to have some two hundred eight tonight for dinner? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. I'd like a baked two hundred eight. <laughs> like a, a baked two hundred eight, please. <laughs> We're reducing the entire state <laughs> down to one product. I mean, <laughs> everyone in Idaho's like. I work in I work in real estate. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, a new campus. Nope, for us. potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You're a big I'm a <laughs> I'm a neurosurgeon. <laughs> potato. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, it's not funny. Not funny. Just kidding. Uh, Idaho, we love your potatoes. <laughs> so 208 Idaho, we love you. Yeah, <laughs> grateful for you. Architects but this episode's for Cleveland. And archaeologists. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so if you've been on this episode for a while, A&A. yeah, if you've only been here for six episodes, you think all we care about is the area code of whatever, whatever region the episode title it's is. It's a great way to remember the episode. Like exactly. Was, oh man. If yeah, we could really. talk about the Manhattan the episode code. again. Yeah. Good. If you're not new, uh, one of the things we've talked about. A long time is just the idea that culture should not merely be accepted. It should be designed. So culture is behavior. It's values. It is the feel. I think behavior is the best way of describing culture. Yeah. Culture is uh, most um, installed, most cultivated from the behaviors of the leaders. Uh, You reproduce what you are, not what you say. Not what you hope. Yeah. You reproduce what you are. But this idea that like culture should not merely be accepted. It should be designed. And so like if you work in a fast-paced industry, if you're a slow decision maker, that needs to change. Like you need to design that in to go as a strategic or whatever is the strategic advantage. Someone's going to get hung up on that illustration. We go, maybe that's the advantage. Well, 
Warren Bennis. Like, well, whatever. Yeah. So Warren Buffett, I meant not Warren Bennis. <laughs> Warren Bettis is Jerome Bettis. No, no, brother. I said Bennis, oh. the leadership guy. <laughs> I was rereading one of his books oh, I yesterday. It was Jerome Bettis's buddy. <laughs> Jerome Bettis's father. His uncle, his Warren. Bettis. Speaking of which, you want to really take this off the rails? I was at the. Thing. I do not. Okay. <laughs> but keep going. Nope. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're Go. Good. We're good. We're good. I'm good. <laughs> no, now was, I want to know. That's great. What? Uh, I was at the Thanksgiving game, the coin toss, when the Steelers played uh, Detroit at Pontiac Silverdome. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerome Bettis, I met him that day. Uh, he came. He, we our bus was parked next to his family's bus. And, and he, he is the bus. And he was the bus. <laughs> and he was not a happy bus. Oh my gosh. He was yeah. really. He was saying things that I would. Yeah. I think you would say after losing the coin toss that you didn't lose. Yeah. That's there you crazy. Go. That's Warren There you Bud- go. YouTube that. That's Warren Bettis's brother, Jerome. <laughs> so so the idea within that of when culture is designed, that you are taking the role of cultural architect. Okay. You are deliberately designing the values and behaviors of the organization to one, be a place that you want to be. Like, I think that's an important thing of to go like that you'd actually enjoy your work, but then also as a strategic advantage. And some people just view, and this is the thing that we've adamantly gone against is like some people just view, well, culture is set. Culture is culture. No, culture is dynamic. It is not static. It is not stuck in place unless if you choose to let it be stuck in place and then it will always drift towards what is most unhealthy and what is most comfortable. And so you must take the role of cultural architect. And if you're going to be effective in your role as a cultural architect, you must also take the role of cultural archaeologist. Now, here's what I mean by that. And uh, the only reason for using the word archaeologist was to hopefully create categories that people would remember because someone's going to take the metaphor way too far and be like, so you mean it's dead and I need to brush the dirt off the bones? Like, is that what I'm talking about? No, that's obviously not what we're talking about. We're saying you need to investigate the culture. Okay. You can call it detective. You can call it a thousand other things if you want to. The point is like, yes, it must be designed, but it's not, it's not static. It's not stuck in place. And so you must also do the additional work on top of that if you're going to continue to be able to design it of investigating it and researching it and understanding the implications um some of the things that i shared uh with our team just like just uh real recently is i shared some insights on our culture and the implications that that creates so here's some of the insights that i had on our culture when i did this like investigation work Uh, The first one was that our culture hides deficiencies in competency and exposes deficiencies in character. Is that like for, for our team, we care far more because we work so integrated together. We care far more about who you are as a person than if you're even good at what you do. <laughs> we care about how you are as a teammate. Are you kind? Are you responsive? Are you disciplined? Do you meet deadlines? Like those are the things that are of primary importance. And we go like in other cultures, and I'll just add in because church is kind of our field that we're in. Like in some churches, they don't care if someone gets stuff in on time. Like if you speak well, or you sing well, or you do some of these things well, they will tolerate you being a horrible teammate. And I would maybe even add in there, they will tolerate you being a terrible person if you're significantly skilled in one area. Accurate. That's not our culture. Our culture is the opposite of that, where how talented you are is really irrelevant to us. Yeah. How good you are as a teammate 
is absolutely everything. Now, here's the here's the important piece. So that's the archaeologist. And I'll give a couple more examples. But like, that archaeologist piece is going, okay, so this is what I, I deliver. We deliberately designed the culture as a team to emphasize that we're doing this together and we need absolutely everybody. And we want to care about the people that we work with. That was deliberate. Yeah. This is what I discovered from that design is it exposes deficiencies in character it hides deficiencies in competency. So here's the thing I need to do to keep designing is implore upon the team that you need to take responsibility for your own personal development. Because should you ever exit this culture, you may not come into the next group with skills that are important. Now, you're going to be an amazing teammate, and I believe you're going to help shift that culture to a more healthy spot. But the the implication of our culture is we probably don't focus enough on development of skills and development of talent. So I want our people to be aware that has to be their responsibility and they have to take deliberate steps towards that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 100%. So, so it is the work of architect to archaeologist so that I can be a better architect. The uh, I, It's funny that you chose those words. Um because they're so drilled into specific to culture. The uh, architect, I was just looking up the definition. It says a person who is qualified, uh, which we'll talk about in a second, a person who is qualified to design, build, yeah. Yeah. plan, and supervise. Good. And most of us, uh, I don't want to, I want to put labels on it. The change for church language qualified called to. Yeah, good. Good. Called to design, build, plan, and good. supervise. Usually we fall on one of those things, not all of them. Yep. Oh, I just want to I just want to plan it. Yep. Well, but you can't be an architect. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, you have to see the implementation the whole way through. I just want to supervise everything. I want to do delegate the whole thing. Yeah. You can't be an architect. Yep. Of the culture. You can't. Good. Uh, I just want to just want to build it. I just want to be there with the people. I just want to have a relationship. I just want to go in people's offices and talk to them. <laughs> what I want to do. Yep. You can't be an architect. Correct. It includes yes. the entirety in order to yep. actually. And I think that's where we talk about cultures of behavior and everything that you said before. It's so important. So important. We forget that it's all of it, yep. Not a piece of it. Yeah, my uh, my take on that is like people say. <laughs> I always laugh uh, when I get a job description as lead pastor, because every church I've been a part of initially has given me a job description. It's always like, "Here's your responsibilities." It'd be like, "Yeah, this is dumb. Like, don't outline this for me." Yeah, because like if I do these, it's. There's a thousand other things I'm going to be called out on. Yeah. Like, I'm responsible for the health and growth of all of it. Right. <laughs> and if I define, like, well, I only want to do these behaviors. Yeah. I'm not living into my responsibility. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's just important to recognize. And it's it goes to even another level when you talk about cultures. And, and, and those cultures are, are, are they're subcultures within those cultures. And yep. those have to be just as healthy 
if not healthier Absolutely. than the other cultures, right? Absolutely. Because that's how you grow, right? People want to be part of something that's alive. So, so then here's the here's the thing that I really want to get against is uh, I see people and um, I see people in one of the primary ways that I see people do this is uh, they do this as part of our culture. It's like other people will come into our culture, like uh, other church leaders. And they're just like, I love this. How do you do this? Yeah. And I, I can give them the game plan for how we did it. Yeah. But here's the problem is, first off, it's not going to be as effective in their culture as it was in ours. Because we did it like it was a prescription to a diagnosis. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like we saw this issue. So we gave this prescription and we started doing the, these things to get this result. But then, so like, first off, it's not going to be as effective. The other side of it is even if it does become as effective, if you don't understand your role as the archaeologist, that culture will drift away. That's the thing. Yeah. And so it's just like this, oh, well, they have this great culture, so let's start doing what they do. Not going to work. Yeah. Like you may understand the outcome that you're after now, but your work will be entirely different. Yeah, and and you know, just keeping with the theme of the architects and archaeologists, it's um, you look at an architect in general when they're trying to go through their entire phasing process. Yeah, uh, it never works out the way you planned it. Ain't that the truth? Like it never. So yep. like all those, these blueprints are perfect. <laughs> yeah, the plan is flawless. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't do that. There's there's the human factor that enters yeah. into all these things. Yep. Um, and there's always ways around or ways to have to 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 to, to, to whatever you have to do with that. I think it's interesting. You go back to the example that you just said of other people coming to culture. I like this. Yep. I don't think you've got to be ingrained in it for some time before you can export it. Yes. Like you can't oh, just yeah, that's come, true. come here and just be like, well, I can tell you just being part of this culture, there are things that I have to get over that I don't like yeah. in order for the culture to take root. Yes. Personally. Yes. Like not, that's not because the culture is bad. It's because I don't think correctly. Yep. <laughs> now here's where, here's where I that's really, really want to, here's where I really want to press people on this though, is to go like. You need to not just know, and some of you are just going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. You need yes. to not just know <laughs> what course. is the culture you want to set. You also need to know what are the implications of that culture, yeah. not just good. So like a couple other examples that I shared with our team that is just like, hey, here's my realization. Uh, one of them was a healthy one. It was because of that, because we work so integrated, the greatest enemy of our culture is telling someone about a problem who can't solve the problem. Yeah, it's great. Like that is the thing we have to defend against. Yeah. And now I now that I can raise that up as villain number one. Now we're that much more aware and those occasions when we would do that feel far more significant. Yeah. Instead of just, well, this is what everyone does. Um, another implication of our culture is we have removed, uh, not all, but we have removed as many as we have been able to perks from higher level positions because like I've just shared like somewhat previously in our culture there was yes responsibility but there were also some decent perks yeah with being a higher level position sure our goal was to flatten it yeah and just go no because we value every individual curve. yeah those <laughs> those perks are largely gone yeah yeah now if you're coming in and you're like you're looking for a job that has a lot of perks that's not our culture. Right. Or if you don't understand, if someone has been here for 10 years 
and they remember, oh, I remember when we did this every week and did this once a year and this group got to go do these things. Yeah. And you think that, oh, now you're missing out and you're mistreated because you're doing those things. Uh, like, it's going to be a shock to you when you come to that realization if you don't realize in advance these are the implications of our culture. Right. Now, you may not like this side as much, but you love this other piece. And it, we can't have both. Yeah, that's great. No, you can't. No, you yeah. have to you have to draw it out and then you have to live with that side that you've you've decided to live with in a good way because yep. the culture is the one that's desired. Yep. That and means so, just other things can't live. And so it is uh to take the archaeologist metaphor way too far. Yeah. It is digging ooh, to the point <laughs> <laughs> where ooh, not only have I said it, yeah, but I know the positive and potentially negative implications of the culture that i that we have set and i've prepped people for it so some of it is here's you need to be mindful of this isn't happening here's things you need to do personally here's things your development you need to be responsible for that the interesting thing about what you're saying though is it wasn't just a leader's decision at the top it was a thousand people's decisions that yep. they're going to give up this for this thing yep because it is greater together than it is individually by themselves absolutely and people have to make that decision early on my one question for you and we've got a few minutes here um based on everything is is knowing that you must be both yep. the archaeologist and the architect and you must never stop doing that yep how do you continue not creating or reinventing the wheel Correct. But making sure that you have entry points into the culture at certain times to make sure that you are investigating, digging, and understanding that everyone is continual uh, looking at the culture as one of their uh, main objectives. Yep. What is that? What do you so, do? So let me give uh, two phrases. So uh, lead at altitude. If uh, you're unfamiliar with the concept, buy a plane. It's um, <laughs> is the idea. Not that you simply get work done on a plane. That's not what that means. It uh, it is the you uh, remove yourself from day to day so you can see a broader focus. It's good. It's like I've got I've got to get out of the day to day so I can look out ahead. I got to get out of the trees so I can actually see the forest. Yes, yeah, good. From time to time, um, that's how you're architect. It's not how you're archaeologist. Yeah. You only do archaeologist work by being on the ground level. It's good. And so you have to be both. That's great. You have to have times that you're looking way out into the future, and you have to have times that you're in nitty-gritty. Yeah. And so, like, um, I am in meetings that I don't need to be in. Yeah. People would go, that's a waste of your time. Not as an archaeologist. No, that's because, great. Because for me, like, honestly, and we've talked about, like, yeah. for me, I, I don't make anything grow. Yeah. I set the culture. Other people help it grow. And when I say set the culture, like I view that as that is my ultimate primary responsibility is to set the culture. Yeah. I can't do that alone. And so I've got to enlist a massive amount of help, feedback, ownership, responsibility from a whole bunch of people to make that work. But like that is the one thing that I cannot fail at and I've got to get right. And so wasted time in a meeting, there's no such thing as wasted time in a meeting. Like if I'm doing archaeologist work, I've got to lead at altitude to plan and on the ground floor to be able to help dig it up. I absolutely love that that mental picture of I've got to be in order to be the archaeologist, I have to be on the ground. Yep. That's so good. Yep. How do you want to 
close this episode for our friends in Cleveland. <laughs> so, people in Cleveland, uh, what what I want them to know is just to say, like, um, culture is not static. It's dynamic. Yes, you help set it and cultivate it, but then you must also investigate it. Yeah. And if you don't do the work of investigating, that's not just that's not just is it what we wanted it to be, but it is also what are the implications. Yeah of it for what it is now so good 216 architects and archaeologist if you're new to the podcast haven't yet subscribed it mean the world to us if you did that now also post about it rate and review or both you won't believe how that helps get the podcast in so many more leaders hands just like you trying to get better like us we love hearing your stories how the podcast is working in your life and business if you have a story visit leadinghope.online or dm us <laughs> on instagram or facebook and answer any questions that you might have we're all trying to do this together and remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Woo!